Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I am an exercise physiology and nutrition professor, and I'm an amateur bodybuilder. Hey, folks. It's Rob Fortress Fortney here. I'm a journalist, former editor at Muscle Mag International, former competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. And this is Phil Stevens. I run Strength Guild. I'm also the uh, founder of LiveForHope.org. I am a strength coach, a Highland Games athlete, and a powerlifter. And a new owner of a Harley-Davidson. And, a, yes, a new owner of a Harley-Davidson. Yes, I am. Yeah, so now... <laughs> Now he's completed the completed the circle of tough guyisms. Yeah, we got fat boy on a fat boy now, so <laughs> it all works out perfectly. Um, and joining us today, we got Stan Efferding. Stan, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's great to having you on, man. Awesome. I've been uh, always enjoyed and uh, been inspired by your videos on YouTube, man. Hey, it's been a fun time. I enjoy, I enjoy doing those things. I bet. And we're gonna we're gonna hit out some news and reader mail and stuff like that, and then we're gonna dig into the dirt with Stan here. All right, Rob, you've got something, right, man? Well, yeah, I just wanted to uh, announce our winner. Um, Strength and Muscle Sport News of the bit you were saying to send some videos of your home gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a bunch of them, and uh, thank you very much to everybody who sent them in. Um, some were um, to be, be polite about it, quite messy. <laughs> I don't know how some of you guys actually are able to, uh, you know, shift yourself over to the bench through all the mountains of boxes of whatever, <laughs> whatever's in there. But, um, but no, thanks for everybody for saying those in. And our winner is Andrew Ooh. Zook. Andrew, right? Yeah, Andrew Zook. <clears throat> uh, and I actually made comments about um, the video he sent in, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. So. Very nice, and it was yeah. neat too. And I like that. My OCD behavior likes that kind of thing. But no, it's a cool gym. It's uh, it's one of those places that you would uh, be more than happy to uh, cruise over to your buddy's house if that was the setup he had. So, Andrew Zook, email um, me. You can uh, reach me, of course, through the uh, contact link at our Iron Radio page, um, and tell me your address and so forth, and we will ship you out um, an assortment of gifts. <laughs> for your for your <laughs> submission, so that's right. All right, man. So yeah, Andrew Zook, you're the winner. Congrats. Congrats, Andrew. I, what I was going to do is I was just going to share a little bit of uh, uh, iTunes comments with everybody. Uh, in fact, maybe even Stan, this will explain who we are a little bit. Um, the first guy, again, I'll just go over the first half a dozen here or something. We get these pretty often now. Um, this first one is by uh, Berg the Genius. He says, real talk. The show is just what you need. Forgetting all the BS and the mags and listening to guys who are in the trenches and are just interested in spreading the truth to people who really love physique and power sports. Big thanks to these guys for keeping up the awesome podcast. So thank you, Berg the Genius. Uh, next one. I can't say enough about how much you guys have helped me. I love learning something new each week. You guys are great. So that's Tommy Gunn 31. Tommy um, Gunn. That can't be <laughs> no. a fictitious character from Rocky's side. <laughs> right. He's still on the prowl. Uh, let's see. 
real-world advice for everyday people. This one says, Iron Radio offers sound, real-world nutrition and strength training advice directed toward a wide audience. Whether you're a seasoned professional, powerlifter, bodybuilder, or like me, a gym junkie looking for his next really good fix, this podcast will assist greatly in your pursuits. I've been listening for three years, and it just keeps getting better. Thanks, Lonnie, Rob, and Phil for being my personal enablers. And I'll read two more. These are um, from uh, girls. Uh, we're getting a little bit more female listenership here. Oh, this one says, Girl Strong. It says, Best Podcast. I always finish knowing or thinking in a new way after listening. Worth my time every time. Love the guys, the research and articles, and the interviews. Hands down, the best podcast out there. Thanks, Iron Radio. So excited to see a possible female episode for us. For us gals getting stronger. Thanks for the great show. And then uh, this next one, it's entitled Heroic, <laughs> which I think is funny. Uh, it says, this, uh, this really is the best information out there for strength enthusiasts. Thanks, you guys, for insightful and motivating programming. And that is Epically Awesome Girl, May 4th. So, That's nice, actually, getting some. I, I knew yeah. we had, um, you know, some female listeners and um, sisters of Iron Radio, but you know, we we obviously get a heck of a lot more, uh, you know, response and communication from the from the male side of things. So. That's nice. I like that. That's it partly is. in due to my Christmas card, I think. You know what? It probably is. That Christmas card has become <laughs> legion now, and, it's, uh, and now all the females are jumping out of the woodwork because they can't yep, they want right. to get a piece of that. They can't hold back. <laughs> Drawing them in. Yep, it's like sugar for flies, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's, let, let's get to our guest. <laughs> okay. Again, uh, we got Stan, Stan Everding with us, and um, just to give a little background, Stan's been... He's been competing in bodybuilding since '88. Um, a best overall, um, best placing. He he took the MPC Nationals and won his uh, pro card in the uh, Masters National Bodybuilding Championship in 2009, weighing 259 pounds. He's not only a big fella; he's a strong son bitch. Um, he got the uh, what is it the number one in the world, uh, beat out Konstantin Konstantinov um, with a 2,226 pound raw total. Um, squatted 854 pounds and a uh, total of three lifts is 2226. Stan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, just wanted to kind of get into your past and, you know, I've read up a little bit on it, but share it with the, the, the listeners. Kind of how you started, um, basically training in the first place. Well, what's your 98 pound weakling story? I wrestled 98 <laughs> pounds in high school. I think, uh, my senior year, I wrestled at 115 just because there was nobody else in the weight class, but I was probably about 105 pounds. Uh, I got to college on a soccer scholarship, and I was only about 140 pounds as a freshman in college, and the coach said, go to the weight room, you need to bulk up, and I never came back. I just fell in love with it, and ever since then, I've just been training consistently now for 25 years. And you're generally walking around, what? what's your weight generally walking around off-season? You know, I don't go up much over 275, 280. I compete at the 275 weight class. Yeah. And I still have that historical ectomorph type of body. I have a very fast metabolism, so it takes about everything I can just to get to 280. And even when I'm there, I'm probably under 10% body fat. Yeah. I was going to say, you, everything I've seen, you walk around pretty lean all the time. So. Oh, yeah. You know, if I can interject, yeah. Stan, when I, I competed in the upper Midwest competition, I think that's where you were. You were a guest poser. And I'm standing there in my posing trunks, and so is Stan. I'm staying way, way over in the corner. I, had, I felt like a twink. Next to you, you were gigantic and lean. So it's always uh, nice to see a guest poser show up. And actually, you know, be lean enough you can see what's going on too. So 
yeah, I don't have much choice in the matter. That's always been my struggle in the sport is just trying to put on enough size because the, uh, the metabolism will just keep eating away at the, at the body all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess, you know, you, you get stuck in the weight room and that led to, uh, did you go to bodybuilding first or did you go into strength sports? Bodybuilding, I was weak. I couldn't even bench 135. So my goal was just to get bigger and stronger. And I, I did everything wrong the first few years. Uh, you know, I was training two hours a day, seven days a week, thinking that I, I you, know, you grow in the gym. So I was just mm-hmm. logging hours in there. And some guy behind the counter was a bodybuilder. And he was eating chicken breasts or tuna fish and, and rice cakes. So I started eating tuna fish and rice cakes. Can't figure out why I can't grow. I was overtraining, under eating. <laughs> Uh, you know, back then there wasn't as much good information as there is now. I, I went to college for exercise science. I read every magazine I could and slowly but surely learned that I had to train less and eat more. And it was a slow process, but eventually I started growing. On that, let's talk about, well, no, I'm going to save that for later on in the show. Um, I was going to start talking about training, but we better we better hold that off. So um, you competed then from, what, uh, 88 to 97 and then took a little break? Um, yeah, I, I competed a lot between 88 and 97 in bodybuilding. I was doing a few shows a year, just amateur stuff, uh, local stuff around the Oregon, the co- Oregon coast, and the central Oregon, and the southern Oregon, and the Mr. Oregon. And uh, I got venture up into Washington for some amateur shows. But, uh, you know, I got my ass beat all the time. Uh, probably the first show <laughs> I did, I, I was uh, 160 pounds. After three years of training, I was... Uh, 20 years old, and I only weighed 160 on stage. Probably took 10th place in a novice lightweight class. So uh, I, I probably didn't have a big, big genetic predisposition for the sport, but I was I was stubborn and bullheaded, so I just kept at it. And then what what led you to taking the break and then coming back eventually after a couple? Well, of years? in '97, I, I uh, you know I felt like I'd kind of reached about as far as I was going to go in the sport. I didn't have. Uh, I didn't think I could I could turn pro. Um, I was training with uh, IFBB pro Aaron Madrin at the time. He was a, just a freak. He had big 34-inch legs and 22-inch yeah. arms. And you stand next to a guy like that training day in and day out, and eventually you start to, you know, reality sets in and, and you realize that maybe maybe you don't you don't have the predisposition to be a pro. And so that coupled with the fact that uh, you know my career was. Uh, primary importance to me i never looked at bodybuilding as a career i've always worked uh full-time and uh, i took time off started my own business in 97 and that uh that took a, a hell of a lot of time away from my training and nutrition and i spent about 10 years building up my own company and um eventually when i had the time and the resources to put back into training in about 06 i started uh started lifting seriously again and, and so this most recent run has been somewhat short-lived, but uh, it's been it's been great. I've enjoyed it. So, when did you uh, turn to the power sports? So, yeah, back in about '94, I was starting to get strong after uh, six, seven years of training. '95, and so I entered my first powerlifting meet. I think early in uh, 1996. I think that was the first time I ever powerlifted. I put up a 2,000 total lifting. Uh, for Gus Rutwich at a at a meet up there, and I think it was the Pepsi Region Eight Challenge up there. And then in '97, I did one more meet, and that was all the powerlifting I did. I did two meets, uh, one '96, one '97. I didn't do another powerlifting meet until I think 2008, something like that. And then you know this this pushed you on to uh, you went in 2011, won the world's strongest bodybuilder finally. Um, 
after not being there for uh, I, rem- I remember watching some some classic videos of you when you weren't uh, included in that competition. Yeah, that was fun. That was the whole thing was was fun to me. You know, I uh, I was fortunate to be able to participate at that level with those guys. Uh, you know, to me, it always been a dream to read the magazines mm-hmm. from a very early time and uh, having the opportunity to train with Flex Wheeler to who helped me uh, prepare for the Masters Nationals and turn pro. Those are all, you know, those are dreams come true when you're a kid growing yeah. up reading the magazines and these guys are on all the covers. And then to work with Eddie Cohn to prepare for the uh, the world's strongest bodybuilder, uh, that was that was a fantastic uh, brief story on that. I was on stage at the world's strongest bodybuilder, and I was uh, somewhat uh, reluctant on my first pull, my first headlift, because I had uh, missed a 765 in the gym like uh, three weeks previous. Um, I had tried pulling after doing legs, and I was a little weak. And so I, I came up on stage for that first pull, and I just wanted to get it out of the way, and I pretty much stiffed like a deadlift at it, and I could hear Eddie yelling over my shoulder. He's, he's like, you know, what the fuck was that? You better get your head in the game. And all I could think about was, <laughs> how cool is this that Eddie Cohn's yelling at me? <laughs> so the whole experience was uh, yeah. it was fantastic. So, so what's in the books now? What's what's what do you have planned for upcoming? Don't have a lot planned now. You know, I turned 45 this year, and uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to be healthy. I don't have any surgeries. My my body's healthy, and uh, I still train heavy. I love to do it. I've done it a lot. Uh, last week I didn't climb press to 500. Yesterday I pulled 700 per reps deadlifting. So I'm still training heavy, but I'm not quite at the extreme that I I was when I'm preparing for competitions and um, I was looking forward maybe to doing the world's strongest bodybuilder this year but then Johnny qualified for the Olympia uh, by winning the FIBO and so he's not going to be there to lift and I really don't see any sense in lifting against anybody else the numbers are a matter of records so yeah. that was kind of the last last hurrah for me in terms of powerlifting uh, uh, and now we'll see maybe it's the Masters Worlds or uh, uh, Masters uh, Olympia if that comes up this winter, maybe I'll I'll prepare for that. But you know, even those guys in their forties are pretty incredible bodybuilders. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I think a lot of the people and don't appreciate some of the some of the people in the masters level of, of strength sports and track and field and stuff like that. They they can put up some awesome performances. Um, let's go ahead and move to the commercial break. Then let's get right into the topic. We'll talk some some strength and uh, physique. Sounds good. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, You can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, It's Lonman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So... Uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website, and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. If you like what you're hearing here today, Check out the article library at www.ironradio.org. There's a new article there about a 2010 conference that was actually trying to answer what the best number of sets 
and reps and intensity is for maximal muscle mass, among lots of other stuff, like how women respond to weight training, what cortisol really does to your physique and body fat over time, and tons more. So please, if you want to check these things out, be our guest, www.ironradio.org. Fix of Iron Radio. In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once per week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. Okay, we're back, and again, we've got Stan Efferding, and we're going to talk um, kind of training for uh, bodybuilding and, and power sports at the same time. He's, you know, one of those guys that thankfully is, is not only big, he's as strong as he is big, and uh, a lot of times we don't, we don't see that nowadays. So, um, I'd so say, I would say he's actually the opposite. I'd say he's stronger than he is big. So yeah, he probably is. Which is, yeah, which is, yeah. which is, which is almost always the, the case when you're talking about, like, you know, a higher level bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. I don't know. Stan is, Stan is huge. <laughs> oh no, he's a big dude. Don't get me wrong. He's, I just like, I stood yeah. in the man's shadow. He is one big, big boy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No kidding. Um, no, I mean, it's just kind of refreshing in the day and age of, uh, God, what are the terms we've used on here? A pump artist or something like that. And we always champion people like Dorian Yates and, and things like that. More of the power builder type. And, uh, you know, you, you hear quotes from, from other bodybuilders nowadays that they don't care if they could look like, they don't care if they can bench 500. They just want to look like they can. Right. Um, and it's pretty, pretty refreshing to, to see somebody that looks like they can bench 628 pounds and then they go do it. Well, Phil, um, if, if I can ask, I got a burning question for you, Stan. What is wrong, if anything, with that sort of all show and no go kind of look? Do you have anything against that, or you know, what's is there anything wrong with that? Well, I don't. I think to each their own. The more people that you know participate in, in uh, either powerlifting or bodybuilding, the better. It's great for both sports. I've just always uh, uh, been wanting to overcome, uh, you know, where I started. I was both small and weak, and so I had a goal to. Yeah, I'd come to the gym and I'd see some guys incline pressing 315, some big Samoan kids on the football team, and so that stuck in my mind as I, I wanted to be strong. I, you know, in addition to uh, reading the magazines and seeing the bodybuilders and wanting to look good, I had uh, I had both goals in mind, so I always pursued both simultaneously, and I thought they complemented each other, which is always yeah. why I, I've uh, I stayed focused on both because I think one benefits the other. Yeah, here's that sort of chicken. Chicken and egg question that always comes up. What came first? Uh, were you big and then strong or strong and then big? You know, you, you get that argument. How, how do I get there? And, um, and a lot of us tell them just, just concentrate on getting stronger and you'll end up getting bigger. Um, yeah, I, I probably, I probably got stronger first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was years of consistent training. I probably built up plenty of tendon and ligament strength and, muscle strength just from consistency in the gym and lifting heavy weights. I probably got stronger first. It took me longer to get bigger because uh, I don't think I was doing the kind of volume and, and probably not consuming the amount of food necessary to, to build uh, you know, with the thickness, the bodybuilding type of mass. And I started as a skinny kid. I mean, my, my knees were bigger than my quads, so the building 
bodybuilding size has always been, you know, a challenge for me. Yeah. <clears throat> That's an interesting gun. So how, how do you go about in like, um, you know, in, in 2009, you ended up doing a, uh, you, you won your, your, your pro card and then in the same year you, uh, went in the SPF and you competed raw and hit a two, two, 2,221 pound total. Um, meshing those two together. It'd be interesting. How did you, how do you go about that? Do you, uh, you know, is part well, of the, the year? beginning of that year, you know, at the beginning of that same year in 09, I was just bodybuilding. I hadn't had any intentions of competing in powerlifting. Or, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. At the beginning of 09, I was just powerlifting. Yeah. I had no intentions of competing in bodybuilding again. After I won the Emerald Cup in 08, I was kind of done, you know, and so I was prepping for a powerlifting meet in, uh, in May, June, February. Maybe it's a little earlier than that, March, I think. And, uh, I got a 2070 total there, raw. But uh, then Flex Wheeler, you know, got a hold of me. Uh, I'd urged the fact that he was training Keith Williams, who I'd, who I'd worked with since 95, and talked me into competing in the, the Masters Nationals. So, um, you know, since I was training heavy, of course, I had decent size, and, mm-hmm. and it, wasn't, it wasn't too difficult to make the transition to, a, a you know, correcting the diet a little bit. But... Uh, the Masters Nationals in July uh, uh, was a big challenge because Flex really kind of taught me more how to eat, train my metabolism, and he was putting a ton of food in me. And historically, when I would minimize, when I would reduce calories and, and introduce cardio to prep for a bodybuilding show, obviously I would lose weight and my legs would thin out. And, I, you know, I, my presentation wasn't up to snuff for top national or pro qualifying type of yeah. competing. Alex changed that. He, he had me eating seven to eight times a day, and we were we were pounding a lot of food. And he would every two weeks he'd call me up and add more food. And uh, weeks later he'd ask me if I was hungry again, and he'd add more food. He'd add another meal, or he'd add a few more ounces of meat to every meal. So we trained my metabolism. So eventually I was eating eight meals a day, probably over five thousand calories, dieting for a show with no cardio and still oh. losing body fat. Mm. It's the first time I'd ever experienced that kind of of, uh, of discipline and that kind of really all out prep. For a bodybuilding show in that fashion, no, no, no calorie restriction, no cardio. Uh, we would do daily doubles of bodybuilding training, which uh, helped increase the metabolism. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were feeding that machine. And then right after that, you know, I, I drove from. I was staying in an extended stay in uh, in San Jose, training with Flex every day. And then uh, immediately following that, I packed my stuff up and drove over to Sacramento to train with Mark Bell from Super Training Gym. The, Mm-hmm. The guy from Bigger, Stronger, Faster, fantastic coach and, and a great uh, powerlifting gym over there. And seven weeks later, he had me on a platform, squatting over 800, deadlifting, benching over 600 uh, with my 21, 22, 21 total. And that was, uh, yeah. you know, that was a big total for me, and it was a really hard run because I was so lean, uh, you know, in the mid 250s, yeah. and I had to jump back up to 280. Um, you know, and then drop my water to get to 274 for uh, for competing in that powerlifting meet. But it was seven weeks to transition from 255 to 275, and to go from that lean and dry to being powerlifting ready was really hard on the body. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> and then um, you know, you went out there, and this what was late early last year. You beat uh, the great Konstantin Konstantinov. He's a uh, that that in itself to me is just a uh, it's a feat. The, the guy is a uh, he's a freak of nature. <laughs> Where's that rank on your uh, your all time um, 
record. Oh, that's way up there because Constantine's yeah. uh, he is a freak, and that deadlift of his is just otherworldly. That yeah. uh, you know, but, um, I he just happened to hold the record. I you know I've yeah. never looked at at certain individuals, even with the whole Johnny Jackson thing. It was mm-hmm. never me versus them. I always just look at the numbers. What's the best? Yeah. And you yeah. know you you put those on the wall, and that's what you shoot for. You slowly but surely try and find a way to to get there. And, it's uh, it's rewarding to bring that title back to the U.S. and it's uh, you know it's great to be up there compared to or uh, having beaten uh, such an incredible strength as that we just constant. Yeah. So you know yeah. that's the biggest. I was chasing John Cole's record, the twenty two fifty nine. Yeah. In both those meets, uh, and that's been around for forty years. And yeah. He was a beast. Oh yeah, John Cole was yeah. He's a another but, uh, massive you know, deadlifter too. Yeah, incredible, those guys. Uh, I think that's probably where I was shorting myself, as I wasn't able to get up over 800 on the pole. If I, if I hadn't been able to, I might have been able to, to take it to the next level. But yeah. uh, that was that was exciting. That's you know, and obviously I made a lot of references to KK. That keeps it exciting. I, I oh, tend yeah. to I tend to hype up the meets a little bit. So some <laughs> people enjoy it, some people don't. But yeah. <laughs> it helps motivate me, and it makes it exciting for the sport. I think. Exactly keeps it fun. And then I don't know if you know this, but. Uh... You know, like you said, I'm I'm one that goes after numbers, and I I missed I missed beating your record in the SPF by about a about four inches on my deadlift in a full meet. I went for 804, and that's great. I got it past mind you. So that that's I I'm going for it again this year. Um, it's I got to get past that 800 mark like you in, in a full meet, and uh, that's the plan. And then go after that, and we. I'll never get John Cole's total because I've got a bum hip, but uh, and then it's it's shooting for his deadlift next, which is just unworldly. But uh, and like you said, it's it's not about the people; it's about the numbers and and going out there and having a lot of fun. And you know, it's uh, you know, hopefully then somebody pushes me further. You know, it's yeah. cheering cheering for them to beat me at the same time. So um, yeah, and then I say that on that note, I'll say that that I'm I'm already. Uh, you know, watching out for Eric Lillybridge to turn around and, and beat my records and go on and beat John Cole. But I think he's the yeah. heir apparent to the throne. But I've trained with him out in the, uh, out in the suburbs of Chicago before, and I'll probably go down and train with him here again next month. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that that he'll realize his uh, his potential. He's just a freak, yeah. and it'd be nice to see. That's a, there's always that person that's coming up that's bigger and stronger. I don't care, if, and that, a lot of people don't don't think that but it's you've, you've got to keep that maturity about you but um um we'll go from there lonnie you have anything else well i was actually curious stan are you ever concerned that because of your leanness and your age and I mean, let's face it we're all roughly your age so but the leanness and uh the bodybuilding type physique are you ever concerned that with the poundages that you're moving that you're going to tear something i mean you hear about bodybuilders tearing pecs all the time and that sort of thing are you ever concerned about that sort of stuff? Yeah, you know, I don't let it enter my mind while I'm training, but I do everything I can outside of the gym to prepare myself. I try not to lift uh, too terribly heavy, although I, you know, I, I keep some basics in there uh, during the last four weeks before a bodybuilding show because I'm, you know, I'm quite lean and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, you know, I ice regularly. Uh, I rest a lot. I eat religiously. I sleep religiously uh you know i'm very cautious about warming up and wearing neoprenes on my elbows and my knees just to keep the sweat and the heat in there and i 
Uh, if I feel any kind of twinge, I'm, I'm not a tough guy with regards to that. I, I, I use that as an opportunity to back off and revisit another day. So uh, I train mainly by instinct now, and I, I'm very careful to, to recognize the fact that my body, uh, you know, I need to keep it healthy. So what's, what's the worst injury you've suffered? Well, I tore that hamstring in that last meet, and I attempted that 804 dead, and uh, that was probably the, the worst. I tore a glute in the previous meet, and I did the 22-21 on the squat. I attempted 854, and I leaned forward on it and, and kind of lunged out of it and yeah. tore a glute. But a glute muscle, you know, it's not as significant as a hamstring from the back of the knee. Um, it's, there's so much muscle there, and it, it healed relatively quickly, and it didn't necessarily affect my deadlift. Uh, very badly, but that hamstring pull, I was done. I mean, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't even lie down and do a, a leg curl with no, with one plate for over three months. The thing was black and blue all up the back of the leg, and uh, I had to do a lot of deep tissue and ice and and slowly rehab that. Fortunately, now it's actually stronger than the other leg. You say you lift in a two seventy five pound class, correct? Yeah. Yes. What's the heaviest you've ever been lifting in that class? Uh, I've never really gotten over 280 in the morning when I've competed at 275. Matter of fact, when I did the 2226 total most recently, uh, I was sick the day before, so I missed weigh-ins. And the next morning, I weighed in two hours before I lifted at uh, at 274. Okay. So I didn't drop a ton of weight. The heaviest I've ever gotten was at the Olympia. Uh, for the world's strongest bodybuilder, because I didn't have a weight class, I fattened up mm. to 295, and I was miserable. I was sleeping 14, 16 hours a day. I was eating 1,000 <laughs> calories. I, I yeah. just looked like walking death, and I felt terrible. And it probably affected my deadlift negatively because it, it, it throws off your your flexibility and uh, your form. So how tall are you? It was strong for me. A little over six foot. Okay. Okay. So at 275, I don't, you know, I don't have the proportions of a of a pro bodybuilder because uh, a six footer, you still look pretty lean. And uh, uh, but that's, you know, that's just where I'm at. I can't really add much muscle beyond 275. It just tends to, but it, it seems to be more fat and water beyond that with that uh, that weight. Do you, do you foresee yourself holding, it, trying to hold on to this weight for, um, you say you're 45 now, or? Uh, do you... No, I don't. I'm, I do cardio every morning now, uh, just as a matter of, of health. And I, uh, I train, still train heavy. Even I only eat, uh, I eat a little less, obviously, than I, I was when I was competing for uh, bodybuilding or powerlifting. Uh, ironically, I eat a lot when I compete for bodybuilding because my activity level is so high and my metabolism is so fast that I'm eating eight times a day. Now I'm down to five meals a day, and um, you know I eat lean and healthy. I'm, I'm weighing in, I wake up in the morning about 270 now, so, and I'm pretty lean. You know, I moved to Vegas recently, so really my only goal is just to, is to stay fit and just make sure nobody rolls me back in the pool mistaking me for a whale when I'm sitting by the... That's great. Um, so what do you got going on now? Where can people, um, read or see on what you're doing and stuff like that? Is there anywhere that they can go? Yeah, staneffording.com uh, is a good place to get a hold of me. I just came out with a video recently. Um, uh, it was shot by uh, uh, Believe Media, and it's uh, what's the name of my new video? Anyhow, you guys see it? It's uh, it's proving it. Proving it. DVD.com is a new video, and it's got tons of great lifting gym lifts. The guy followed me for over a year. It includes the 2,226 pound total and all the behind the scenes training. 
and it includes the Flex Pro this year, the scenes training and my work with Flex Wheeler and my work with Eddie Cohn and, and my training with the Ryan Canelli and all kinds of uh, great stuff. It's, it's now, is that available on your movie. site? Because I'm looking, I can't see it. Not on my site. It's available on uh, provingitdvd.com. Provingitdvd.com, and that's uh, that just came out. And then, uh, you know, other than that, I'm just I'm just uh, kind of soon retired down here in Vegas, enjoying myself. Uh, had a baby girl six weeks ago. Oh, congratulations! So, uh, the swimmers are still working. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have my gym up in Seattle, and I have an engineering firm down in Dallas, which is my primary business. I sold the phone company a few years back, and uh, I'm out of the real estate business, which is uh, a dud. So. Uh, I'm keeping busy, but uh, enjoying myself at the same time. Nice, yeah. Live, living the dream. Are you training any uh, big up-and-comers that we should look out for? I, I wouldn't say I'm training him, but I'm I'm training with Eric Spoto. Spoto, Spoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look him up, Eric S P O T O, on uh, YouTube. I've never seen anything like this guy, and I've trained with Ryan Canelli, so I, I know big ventures. But this guy, I've I, I've taken video of him that I posted on on YouTube. He has benched 645 for four reps raw. I've never seen anything like this guy. Uh, he'll do 600 for eight every week. It's nothing to oh him. God. I've never seen anything like it. Spoto, <laughs> S-P-O-T-O. He's never competed. He just kind of hasn't really oh. gotten around to it yet. And we're trying to get him on a platform this year. I saw him with one of Mark Bell's uh, slingshots. And there's video on YouTube of this. Thank God for YouTube. If it's not on YouTube, it didn't happen. That's 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 my yeah. theory. And I took the video of him bench pressing 765 with a with a, a slingshot uh, with one of Mark Bell's slingshots. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. the I saw that video. Yeah, Crazy. yeah. I don't know what the transfer is from one of those, but who cares? Just holding yeah. 765 <laughs> at arm's length is a feat unto itself. And he just killed yeah. it and tried for a second and got off balance, but. Uh, that's, in my mind, probably the next biggest. I think he'll beat Mendy 715 if we can keep him focused. Uh, uh, just working on his nutrition now, and um, hopefully that'll. Uh... And then I, you know, I talk to a lot of guys that are just, you know, giving them some old man advice here and there. Uh, Vince Urbank, pro strong man. I talked to him quite a bit. He recently tore a pack and was rehabbing from that. But you know, he pulled over 900 recently, Rob. Yeah. Um, and then who was uh, Jean-Louis Philippe uh, from Canada just did a 22.80 something raw uh, that's on uh, powerlifting watch he's a 350 pound strongman competitor mm-hmm. and uh, that was amazing he's a 900 squat and a 525 yeah, a little... bench and 850 dead it was crazy yeah there's a lot of big raw lifters coming out of the woodwork lately it's uh it's pretty yeah. interesting, you know. You're getting some thousand pound squats coming out of guys and huge deadlifts. It's 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 neat to see. Um, yeah, well, that, look that's at uh, look at Johnny just pulled up a 832 uh, yeah. deadlift. I mean, there's yeah. some there's some big deadlifts. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a uh, no. The spot you better. I, I say you guys hold him back another year or two. You got to get him stronger so he doesn't embarrass himself when he comes into. <laughs> <laughs> he's you know, he's in his head. <sighs> And a guy like that, I mean, he's so gifted. He'll wake up and, and eat a bowl of soup for the day and still come in and, and bench 600. I've never been able to get away with that. But he, uh, yeah. he's gifted. We just have to keep him keep him focused and consistent, and I think that we can get him onto a platform. And, and uh, I mean, every single week. We were just at the gym two days ago, and he, he put up 600 for eight. It's like nothing, Dan. Oh, that's insane. Like that How really much does he weigh in? 
Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. I think he's at 320 right now, but he could he could definitely yeah. afford to get down to 308 because he's carrying a lot of belly weight. Nice. And I think still be just about as strong. He uh, he did that 645 for three or four reps, and I've just never seen anything like that in my life. Oh, yeah, that's what is uh, what were his other lifts like? You know, he broke an ankle in a motorcycle accident, but when he was 19, 20 years old, he was squatting mid 700s and deadlifting 700 for reps. But uh, after the ankle break, uh, he hasn't he hasn't pushed himself that hard. And when he deadlifted yesterday, he was pulling 500 for reps pretty easy. But he doesn't he doesn't push that that hard because of uh, and he tore a bicep arm wrestling. So he's uh, he's kind of careful. He's not you know going to do any powerlifting, but he'll he'll bench press. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with uh, being able to nonchalantly pull 500 for reps, though. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, oh, no kidding. No, it, it, makes it, look, it makes it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're still strong in my book. Um, no, that's yeah. good. Uh, well, I want to congratulate you on the uh, the daughter and, and everything you got going on, and I guess retirement yeah. and all that. So I mean, that's Great. that's. And a yeah, you hate to call it retirement. I might turn 50 someday and look at those records and decide I got yeah. something else to there do. You go. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, you know, I was I was looking at that myself exactly, and I was talking to Jim, and he's like, "Oh, you'll never retire. We we don't retire." Because I asked him, "What have you done since you retired?" Said, I didn't retire. I just don't compete, and it doesn't mean yeah. I'm not gonna win. So, then, well, I've been training for 25 years, and I plan to train for another 25 years. And part of that is staying healthy. And so, uh, you know, right now, I just I think that I, I pushed myself to my limit, and I kind of want to, uh, you know, take it easy here for a little while and reassess and see. Uh, See what uh, I got in the future. It's hard when you've reached what you believe is your pinnacle to go back and and, and lift less than that and feel as though yeah. you know and feel good about it. It's <laughs> that's always a challenge. And you know what, too, I think it's hard when sometimes when young people hear, "Oh, I'm going to take a couple of years off," they're like, "Oh," they, to them that's forever. But you know, yeah. when, when you've trained for 25 years, a couple of years to lighten up and reassess, you know, it's <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. So no, no, you know. it's not no. Exactly. Let some things heal up and get the fire back, man. But that'll work. Well, it was great having you on. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Stan. Thanks, awesome. guys, for having me. I appreciate it. No, I think you're a real role model. I think for bodybuilders and to powerlifters, just you know, you're sort of what's possible. So yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Well, that's great. You know, and I, like I said, I'm available at standupfitting.com, and I have a lot of people that hit me up via email or they text me, and uh, I'm always happy to to provide people information. I don't charge for that. It's not my business, but I feel like I've learned a lot over the years, and I've met and worked with a lot of great people. So, uh, folks, you know, feel free to, to hit me up if you have a question about something. I'll, 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 I'll answer it honestly and to the best of my ability. Cool. There you go. Cool. Yeah. All right. right. That'll work, Stan. Thanks a lot. And, and listeners, uh, until next week, we're out. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you soon. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community.
Hey, IronRadio.org listeners, this is Lonnie Lowry, and I'm just bringing you a sneak peek only for Iron Radio listeners at this point. If you Google CRC Press, Lowry, L-O-W-E-R-Y, and Protein, you can be some of the first people on the planet to see this book. It's specifically for strength athletes, everything on the safety of high-protein diets, the efficacy, the dosing, the types practical applications and case studies. This is a textbook. It's not what I would call an industry book. This is not pseudoscience. This is the state of the art science. And if someone wants to critique you on your extra protein intake, this will be something you can hold up and say, this is what the literature says about stressed kidneys or bone loss or gout or dehydration or increased muscle mass over time or leanness or what types are best. This is the ultimate source in one place. Little disclosure here, I do make a single digit percentage of royalties on this book. It's such a low amount, however, obviously I haven't done it for that purpose. I did it because like you, I wanna have something I can hold up in one place that's modern literature instead of what perhaps a health educator might tell you about the benefits and the potential concerns, if there are any, on ample protein diets specific to a population like ours. Thank you. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.